everybody, and uh, welcome to the Trench Run Report. And uh, today is a very special day. Uh, this will be our first ever uh, May the 4th special uh, special episode. And uh, as always, I'm just I'm your host, Justin Gray. And uh, here with me is Aaron Russo checking in from West Michigan, staying at home. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. And uh, today we have another special guest on our show today. And uh, I have bumped into her via, um, I, I think it was Instagram first. I did see uh, her briefly at Celebration uh, 2017, um, but I really got to know her through Instagram and um, then uh, got to see her again in uh, Celebration Chicago. And uh, she cosplays as uh, the beloved uh, character from Star Wars The Clone Wars, Ahsoka Tano. Uh, um, here she is. This is, uh, um, we have uh, McKenna Fellows, or on uh, Instagram, that it, her uh, name is uh, at call, call me snips. Am I saying that correctly? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, while you're here, McKenna, um, please tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you uh, got uh, became part of the Star Wars fandom, when was the first time you saw Star Wars, and um, and just a little more about yourself, where you're from. Sure. And, uh, um, I grew up in North Carolina, and I lived there for 23, almost 24 years, and then I moved to California. Um, so that's where I am now. Um, as far as when I joined Star Wars, I don't even remember because I was so young. Um, my dad was a fan of the films growing up. He saw them in theaters. We had the, the old VHS set that was like the gold foiled and black. Like, I remember it so well because I wore the, you know, the cardboard down to being <laughs> old, um, from watching them so much. Um, I tell people it's like, I wish I could kind of go back and have that moment of like Luke and Leia are siblings oh my gosh they're twins or Darth Vader's their father oh my gosh because for me I've been in Star Wars so long I don't even remember those moments it's just always been a truth in my head um it's kind of crazy to think about like I remember being in kindergarten and I was kind of like I was already a nerd so like a lot of the girls were playing you know house and stuff during their little recess and I was running around with my make-believe friend uh, Luke Skywalker, specifically from Return of the Jedi, because I thought that outfit was the coolest. Um, like, you know, jumping off the jungle gym and trying to be a Jedi. Um, so I've been <laughs> in the Star Wars fandom for a very long time. Um, kind of got away from it when I was, like, in middle school and such. Um, and it was... I would have been in eighth grade when the Clone Wars movie came out in 2008. Um, and for some reason, it just wasn't on my radar. I didn't hear much about it. And it took me until 2015 to watch Clone Wars. I had graduated college early, and my younger brother, who also grew up with Star Wars, was like, you got to watch Clone Wars, because he had just binged it all on Netflix. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. So before I started applying to jobs the next year, I just sat all December in my room and binged all of Clone Wars. And that's how I found Ahsoka. So. All right, so, cool. so uh, speaking of Clone Wars, uh, 
we just uh, today on May the fourth, we uh, witnessed the end of the show. And uh, well, back in uh, two thousand four, it was kind of the same. We uh, said the same thing, not knowing that it wasn't completed all the way. Um, but um, let, let's talk with uh, Aaron on what he thought of the last uh, episode. Episode. You're gonna you're gonna hate me for this, but I didn't watch it yet. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I did a big. I did a, well. I have a good reason though. I'm I'm told my kids I would watch it with them tonight, and my daughter doesn't get off work till six. But I am not. You can spoil me all you want. It's <laughs> it's not really the spoilers that I'm worried about. It's just I promised I would watch it for the first time with them. So mm. I am just gonna be listening oh okay oh man that that makes it a little bit tough because like i i want to spoil it but at the same time i'm not a huge guy that likes spoiling things so i'll so i'll I'll try to keep it brief it's hard to because one of those episodes where you feel like a lot happens but then also like timeline wise not a lot happens Mm. oh yeah like Mm -hmm. it it happens in a very over a short period of time Mm -hmm. it's a very intense episode but you know it's probably 20 minutes of their lives like literally minute by minute it feels like right so but this was interesting because for us i was talking with some of my friends this was the first episode really where we had no idea what was going to happen we knew order 66 was going to happen at by the point we knew it was going to happen when they were on the cruiser but this was the first one where like we have nothing to go off of so that was kind of cool did it pick up like immediately after the mm-hmm. last episode yeah. it picks up with them still behind the sealed door so okay yeah and it's good you go right into it cool so so it's trying to be like very uh cryptic i really liked how the uh i really liked how the episode uh like focused on like the emotion of the characters because um like, like the Clone Wars was good with that. Um, like from the, uh, I feel like they got like really good at it. Like when they hit uh, season two, mm-hmm. in my opinion, with uh, Boba Fett's story. Um, but like here, like it was like taken to like, like almost another level. Like almost like Oscar worthy, uh, mm-hmm. like emotion in animation, which I thought was phenomenal. Um, I think I know the scene in particular you're talking about, and with watching that with Matt, who obviously cosplays Captain Rex, we just kind of, like, were standing there, like, I'm pretty sure he teared up a little bit as well. So it was definitely moving. And then it shows how good their relationship is, because he's trying to put up this front, and she's like, it's okay, like, we'll figure it out without having to do anything drastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. cryptic <laughs> <laughs> I mean I know I don't know these characters die so I mean that's about you know <laughs> right can you right. imagine there's, there's... if you didn't know about rebels though and you were wondering the whole time like what if, are they going to make it right yeah yeah and plus I do notice that rebels doesn't really advertise Ahsoka that heavily so I, I feel like that's a very uh, um very good point for people that haven't seen uh, the Clone Wars or Rebels or know that there's even a connection. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like I like how Lucasfilm I like how Lucasfilm's like playing around with that. 
um, whether that is intentional or not. I'm trying to phrase this as vague as possible too, but what did you think of the time jump part? <laughs> um, I felt like that, like I did not see that coming at all. I really thought that it was going to end uh, right around Revenge of the Sith. I didn't know. Uh, like at first, I was like, "Oh wow, we're we're like jumping like maybe years, like slightly years ahead." I I don't know. It's but definitely I, again with being uh, extremely uh, non spoilery. <laughs> um, I, I think <laughs> it was nice. a good way to end it. I feel like it does kind of also close a gap that um like i feel like that's a perfect uh ep epilogue to the story mm -hmm. um, the backstory of now we know through the entire rest of this character's story he kept it being vague but hopefully you know what i'm talking about so that he always that with him at some point and you're like oh so there was still some of his old life. Mm. I'm getting well, goody. I, I, I have, I, I'm not gonna, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I, so just answer me this, do, do we, do, do they directly bridge rebels at all? Or is it not? By characters, yes. Okay. So, though I feel like the, the time might be slightly before rebels. Um, yeah. We don't know if it's like a year. Maybe. Or maybe, or possibly even during it. We we don't know. Mm -hmm. But we do know that it's, like, within a certain timeline, though. With the Rebellion firmly uh Well, it's got to be for Season 2 of Rebels, for sure. Because you found the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard. But then oh, it, you hear them, like, think, you know... I think someone might be still alive. And Palpatine's like, nah, don't worry about it. He's like, but I really think, you know, so. Uh, can't wait. Ah. Okay. So uh, with, with that being said, um, we're going to kind of go, go over like what we thought of the show as a whole uh, beginning uh, at the uh, theatrical released movie to uh, right now. And we'll kind of give a, like a little bit of a rating to that as well. Um, we'll, we'll have uh, Aaron begin with this one. So wh what did you think of the show as a whole? And uh, were there like highlights that you, uh, that like really stuck with you? Gosh, with the, well, I guess, I mean, for me, I mean, I remember, I mean, I was, you know, I don't remember how, how old I was when the Clone Wars movie came out. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I mean, the Clone Wars movie by itself was somewhat disappointing. Um, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was a classic scenario for me where it's like, I'm so easily, I can so easily like convince myself that everything Star Wars is good. Um, but I found the movie to be so-so. Mm, which in the context of the show, like when the show first started, it didn't really, I didn't feel a need to like grab, grab hold of it and get right into it. Um, and I don't remember when I eventually, you know, 
started watching it and and binged through it. Um, but the disappointment with the movie just made the show to me overall just that much more satisfying. Um, because and I'm, I mean, of course, like this plays out, especially in the last few episodes of this season, like it just transforms the whole prequel era. It, it just takes the whole prequel storyline, the characters, the relationships, the backdrop, and it kind of gives it like I think maybe what I always hoped the prequels standing alone would do. Um, so I think for me, the, the things that stand out, I mean, the force, all the lore, the, a lot of the stuff that happens with with Yoda and with all of the, the force lore that's expanded upon is yes. just amazing. Um, and of course, the clones. Um, and I was watching, a, I don't remember who I was watching a YouTube. I think it was um, either I don't know Star Wars Explained or maybe it was Thor Skywalker. I don't remember who, but just talking about how um, the cartoon series itself, like actually made significant, like, like you, we never really got the, the whole inhibitor chip thing until Clone Wars. We didn't get a lot of the details that they filled in in Clone Wars in terms of the relationship of the troops to the Jedi, which I thought was just so, so good um, to be able to pull off like an animated series where every trooper is essentially the same person and then successfully make all of these characters with unique personalities and appearance and and have these relationships work was just fantastic. Um, but I think, I think for me, like, especially after the last three episodes, um, getting that backstory of Darth Maul and, and especially now, I mean, after, after this season of Clone Wars, after even his small appearance in Solo, um, the comics, everything like that character, uh, is just becoming like, for, for a character that was barely even on the screen um, in the movie, uh, a really rich, deep character. Um, and, and it's like, why yeah. not Darth Maul? And then it's like, he's just, he can't win. You almost feel worse for him than for Anakin sometimes, I feel like, in some ways. Like, like and... When he's being arrested, he's like, you're all gonna die. And he's like, why are, you know, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, gonna... he's like, he's essentially the only... Well, and I'm the only, I mean, I guess he's the only one who seems to have a really strong bead on what's going on, even when all the Jedi are not really sure and all this stuff. But anyway, I'm getting long-winded here, but live with I the think fact that she was warned and he was right and she didn't listen. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess um, the person who comes out looking the worst and all of that is, is Mace Windu. I think he just ends up sure. looking oh, terrible gosh. by, by, I don't uh, know what happens in the last episode, but karma he really <laughs> seals the deal for his kind of like, he's infamous in many ways, I think, in, in the whole storyline now. But yeah, I think Clone Wars is just, you know, it, it was, even just watching this season, but the whole thing, right? Like it just makes you appreciate and enjoy the whole prequel era, you know, infinitely more um, and puts so much depth and richness to it. And, and at the time the animation was incredible, even, and they've taken it to a whole nother level now, but um, it's just another example, I think also of how they're able to take something that's essentially content for kids and make it entertaining for 
any age group. So. Mm. So, I'll I'll probably say that uh, I was kind of on uh, the same boat that Aaron was on uh, as far as the movie goes. I uh, was one of the people that had seen it in the theater. Uh, I was probably the only adult there. Um, there was <laughs> a lot of little kids. Um, and uh, th- this was like my sophomore year. Like I was just getting into my sophomore year in high school. So um, it, at that point, it's kind of, uh, um, I don't want to say it was embarrassing to hold on to Star Wars at that time. But I was kind of like, I want to be different than anyone. So I'll keep Star Wars. I'll express to the world that I like Star Wars. And uh, the Clone Wars movie was definitely one of those things. I was like, okay, I'll hold on to this. um, So I can still be unique in a way. Um, But that almost did stop me from uh, seeing the show as well. But I did see the first episode on day one. And... uh, I think it was about around like the fourth episode is when uh, people in high school were like, hey, did you see that uh, uh, episode of the Clone Wars last night? Then I was like, oh, OK, this might actually be something, uh, something special that will grow into something great. So um, and then like it just got felt like it kept getting better and better after uh, uh, each season. And then around season five was when I moved out of my uh, hometown of uh, Howard City and then entered into Grand Rapids. And the uh, arc with uh, Ahsoka um, leaving the um, Jedi Order was mm-hmm. one of those uh, ones that kind of hit me uh, as far as like leaving home and not sure what your destiny is. And I did like almost feel like crying at that point because... I was in a place, um, I moved in with my biological mother, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how things were going to play out. And that was like us- usually something that I was uh, mm. felt secure with, um, especially back at, in, at my old hometown. So, and plus I was also kind of bummed out that it was the last that we were going to see. Um, we weren't really sure about season six. Uh, about around that time, uh, Disney uh, bought Lucasfilm. And um, then we heard that they did finish whatever they could and just threw it onto Netflix. So that's when uh, I introduced it to my roommate, uh, who was kind of just hesitant like the whole time when I was in high school, saying, this is a really great show. So I got him into it around 2015, uh, like after... Uh, I uh, tagged him along with me to uh, Star Wars Celebration. So after that, he was hooked. He loved Ahsoka way more than I thought he would. So I thought that was pretty cool because, like, at that point, Ahsoka as a character was just starting to grow on people. Um, I know that she kind of had, like, a rough start. Um, Even I was kind of like swallowing the fact that Anakin had an apprentice and we didn't know about it in episode three. But mm-hmm. as like, <laughs> as the um, series comes to an end, we do get to see why. And we do get to see that the movie was woven, that the um, Clone Wars series was woven into episode three very way more flawlessly than I 
thought it was going to be. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <Can't wait. laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I like nine out of 10. I definitely give it a nine. Um, like expanded on characters, just like Aaron said. Um, like, and plus like the clone wars was like one of my favorite eras as a kid. Um, I always like imagined like what, uh, big battles like between the grand army of the Republic and the separatists looked like, uh, we did get that briefly with, uh, 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 mini series version, but they never really flushed, uh, the, the clones out. Uh, they never flushed, uh, their characters out though. They had good moments in that. I feel like the, um, uh, Filoni's version was, uh, uh, way superior. So, well, so what are your thoughts, uh, McKenna? Um, I'm sounds like in the same boat as you guys for where I came in late and I still had the same reaction of, you know, I watched the movie and I was kind of like, well, how are they going to do this? Because, you know, she's never mentioned anywhere, Ahsoka. And, like, I was torn because I'm like, okay, cool. They put, you know, a female Jedi in the show. But she was, like, kind of annoying. (laughs) She's also, like, a 14-year-old. And how many 14-year-olds can you hang out with for so long without calling them annoying as well? No offense, (laughs) 14-year-olds. I was one of them at one point, I'm sure. Um, But then, because I was able to just, like, binge it within a month it was really easy to be like oh so this is how far they've come and then being a creative career path myself it's like okay yeah some of your first work isn't going to be your best and if you take like the movie and compare it to the last four episodes it's night and day but they're both still good storytelling um so it took me probably until maybe season probably two or three to really be like oh I really like this Ahsoka character. Um, and then I was like, how would I cosplay that? Because I was also pretty new to cosplay. Um, I used like a hot glue gun and I was just like the kid who went way too hard on Halloween. And then <laughs> like, hey, you should go to a Comic-Con. And that's how I kind of found all that out. Um, also while I was in college. So I'm like a real late bloomer on this stuff. But so then doing that, I learned how to do body paint and prosthetics and special effects contacts and uh, I've moved from working with latex and molding to now more difficult silicone. So I've learned a bunch of weird techniques along the way, even just sewing. I don't know how to properly sew. I just kind of figure it out as I go along. So all thanks to the show and it's, mm. it's been fun. All right. So, um, so this so your cosplaying as Ahsoka, well, well, in my opinion, was like one of the best, um, well, on, online that I can uh, even find today. Um, like, and plus, uh, I also noticed that you, uh, like, when you, uh, like, cosplay, you also, like, look back and you, like, make improvement, improvements constantly. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, at one point, what I'm just wondering, like, at one what point do you go, like, okay, this is like absolutely perfect, or do you just go, like, okay, I could definitely like improve this, and 
even even like my like third version of this might not like even live up to the vision that I hope. So, um, how how does that how does that like really play into cos cosplay like in general for you? Well, for me, it's all about trying to do justice to the character and all the time and effort that goes into her designs and all the decisions that are made. So, I, I and I, part of it is just like I enjoy making stuff. That's what I like to do. Um, and so, like for example, I made her Siege of Mandalore outfit, but I made it in three days. I wanted to get it done for an event. Um, so I did, and because I did it now after all of my past experience, it turned out okay, but I'm already like, it's gonna get totally remade. Um, the Leku I just announced that I am offering to do for other people, um, the silicone ones, that is a process that was started, I think, in mid-2018. Is when I did my first sculpts of the headpieces. Um, failed two or three times in between then and now. Like, catastrophically failed. So I've <laughs> sculpted them, like, three or four times at this point. And even the ones that are brand new, I'm already like, mm, I wonder if I could make that part a little bit better. But um, it's definitely cool when... Like, for the Siege outfit, I wore it to Lucasfilm for the fan premiere event that they had. Um, it's an open invite to Legion members that are in the area, and I was lucky enough to get a spot. Um, so that's why I, went, I wanted to wear it to show my support for the show, um, because we were there for the Bad Batch arc. We weren't even going to see Ahsoka, but I was like, I don't care. I will wear it anyway. Um, and so I, I remember walking in, and there was a group of like three or four people um that clearly weren't fans because they weren't decked out in like all the patches and gear that the fans usually are in um but they had some of the hoodies the crew hoodies from clone wars and they saw me and they freaked out and asked for pictures and like i let them hold the lightsabers and stuff and they were just so excited and it's just like that's a way of saying thank you to them because mm -hmm. it's like you're an animator i know you didn't sleep i know you didn't take your lunch several days probably um, to get stuff done and you know they they're so overjoyed they're not going to notice if like the lines on the dress are too thick but I know it and so I'm always like well now that I've learned how to do that how do I take that to the next level so there'll be new versions of actually I think all of my costumes right now are under maintenance so there'll be new versions of all of them soon now I'm in quarantine I got lots of time yeah <laughs> I'm curious, McKenna, like how long from the, like maybe like, I guess two questions. Like one is like kind of what, what was the initial like inspiration to take your appreciation of Star Wars from being just taking in the content and experiencing the fandom to really investing in a, in cosplay like that. And then um, how long did it take you to get to the point where you were like pretty confident about going out and, and being in full costume well that part is definitely still weird especially like when i'm driving to an event and i have the headpiece <laughs> on a head in the seat next to me and someone looks over at a red light and i'm like because i still have all the <laughs> on um That's great. i think it probably comes from my dad and both my mom too have both been very crafty and for halloween we would always go all out because this is no surprise, but I remember when Phantom Menace came out and there was the Padme Amidala costume for little girls that had, like, the plastic headpiece. 
that would like cut into the size of your head. I had it. I wore it several years. But I'd, I'd be that kid who'd be like, that's not accurate. As like, a, you know, a six-year-old. <laughs> like, well, yeah, they spent thousands of dollars on the real dress. Your Halloween costume is not going to be the same. It's not going to have the light up, you know, gowns on it and all that stuff. So we ended up making um, a lot of our Halloween costumes with the help of my parents. Um, so much so that when I was like nine and ten-ish, I think is when Attack of the Clones came out. And for those precious background moments where Shakti and Ayla Sakura were in the arena scene, I was Ayla for Halloween one year and I was Shakti the next year. Um, all handmade. There's some good blackmail photos floating around out there online. <laughs> of them. Um, and it's like I've always had an interest in all these different parts of movies or making a show. Like I was a band geek growing up. The reason why I learned all the instruments I know is because of John Williams. Um, specifically, I learned flute because of the Victory Celebration song at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, so music, the storytelling, the costumes, the makeup, like stage combat in another life where I had less fragile bones because I've broken so many bones. I would love to be like a stunt performer. I took lightsaber, you know, stage combat classes for a hot minute. I would still love to do that. It's just a time thing now. Um, but it's like, I would love to, you know, like, uh, what's her name? Lauren uh, Marie Kim, Lauren Mary Kim, who did the mocap for Ahsoka versus Maul. I'm like, that is so cool. How do I do that? Like, teach me. So I have all these different interests that kind of intersect. And then it's like, growing up on the East Coast, I'm like, I'll never see Lucasfilm. I you know it's, it's like that Hollywood dream, and I feel like if you're further away from it, it's easy to be, like, more pessimistic about it. It's like, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people who move to Hollywood or whatever, chasing some crazy dream, and then you end up working as a waitress, you know? That's the story. Mm -hmm. um, so cosplay was kind of like this way that I could kind of get my toe in the water and kind of, like, pretend that, you know, I was this character and you could embody her and do cool lightsaber shows and get cool photos back um but then it's weird because i went to celebration in 2017 um my mortis ahsoka went over very well which i was not expecting and then people started remembering who i was i met a lot of people from lucasfilm at that con who still remember me to this day and some of them i'm very close with uh, which is just blows my mind i've hmm. been able to go to lucasfilm and have a tour something I never thought would happen. Um, so it's it's weirdly like life-changing and all those people, they're incredibly kind. They're incredibly giving with their advice and like their mentorship. So they're also helping me like they're, you know, you're here, you made, you made a jump. So don't give up while you're here, you know, you're so close and people know who you are. So it's, it's funny to be like, oh, yeah, I was like a nerd in the bathroom trying to paint myself orange to jump. <laughs> what that nerd in that decision got me now has just been a little crazy. And honestly, I go back, I take screenshots of like conversations that have happened or screenshots of photos that have happened just to remind myself that they were real. Because I feel like I'm just like, no, it, that can't be real. So it's it's crazy what this show has brought. Mm, that's great. I love that it's just, you know, I think for so many of us, it's like, it's 
Star Wars starts out as just a genuine passion, mm-hmm. and that's what carries you through to whatever wherever it takes you, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, and uh, so basically close this day. Um, I thought it'd be kind of cool to uh, look back on Star Wars Day and just think uh, how how this uh, holiday brought brings people together. Like even even during a quarantine, I feel like the community, as far as communication, has gotten way better. Whether it was locally or online, <laughs> and, sure. oh my gosh, that is insane. Uh, she's just showing the phone and it's booming. So, so many people are like, "Did you watch the episode?" I'm so sad. I'm like, "Yes, I will get to you later." <laughs> like, <I hope laughs> so, yeah. Even though it's quarantined, obviously social media is celebrating the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- and plus, like, even even though, like, Star Wars, I as I can very much, uh, um, like, confirm, we're not perfect. We all have, like, things that um, we don't agree with. And that, um, that there will always kind of be that with basically any fandom. But I feel like Star Wars is so huge is that there are voices that can be heard that, um, that might overpower some or vice versa. But at the end of the day, we still love Star Wars. It still brings people together. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I just feel like, um, like Star Wars day just kind of, um, is a big, uh, heck yeah to, uh, people that love, uh, great storytelling, uh, that love great music, that love great visuals. And, uh, I just couldn't ask for uh, something better to be obsessed about in a, in a way. So mm-hmm. um, I think what, what, it's what are pretty guys amazing. Thoughts? I know for me, it's like, it's, I mean, having been, I mean, having been alive since this all started um, and understanding the history of, you know, the beginnings of star Wars. Um, it really is. And some people like people who know me, who, who, you know, are very borderline, not fans to casual fans, um, you know, they still know, oh, it's Star Wars Day. Oh, oh. And they'll send me a text or they'll send me a message or they'll, you know, like, it's like, I think it speaks to like, just, I think sometimes for, for, for fans who are really in, in the, in the universe, so to speak, um we can sometimes forget like it's a freaking holiday like this is like (laughs) star wars has become something that even people who aren't paying attention know oh may the fourth you know may the fourth be with you and i think that that's kind of part of the magic of it for me is that it's like this is something for me that's intensely personal and it's like it is as i told someone today who texted me i said this is a holy day in my family like (laughs) this is this is like right up there with christmas or whatever probably more um because i mean for me it's personally like it's it's one of the most consistent threads through you know my entire childhood parenting years and beyond and my family is glued together in many ways through star wars and so it really is more than just like oh you know it's kind of like a joke or it's like oh it's may the 4th so we'll make this star wars day like Star Wars is 
is something almost, you know, mystical. Um, and I think for me, like, you know, just being a, my daughter even taped this totally hokey sign on my door this morning before she left for work. And I opened the door and, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's like, it's something that just, it, it's so, and it's so overwhelmingly positive, you know, it's like, you know, I, it's a perfect example. Like you're saying, Justin, I mean, like even, even in the midst of the quarantine and, and the, you know, divided fandom, so to speak, there's just nothing negative that can over overcome like the joy of, you know, star Wars day of, and of star Wars. Right. Like, and I think that's, what's so cool about it for me is just, you know, it's, it's significant that like that there's a day when like even to this day like my kids will be like well what are, what are we doing for star wars day you know like what are we doing like um so it really is it is something that brings people together and it is something that transcends you know even the worst things that might be happening in the world um and you know brings people together so it's just even like what we're doing right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dang, that was so good. (laughs) (laughs) I still love to tell people the story of how I met you, Justin. People get a kick out of that. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll never forget that moment, like just pulling up to the Toys R Us, and there's this one guy just standing up there at midnight, like it was at 10 o'clock, 10.30 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is, is, it's, it's, it's part of people's lives. It's great. Alrighty, so uh, yeah, this has been a really, really great episode, um, and uh, I think it is a great time to um, close it and uh, continue uh, Star Wars Day at, um, with uh, other activities. Uh, me, I'll try to finish this uh, Stormtrooper uh, uh, Lego bust. I'm almost done, but it looks like I still have a uh, long ways to go. And hopefully the cats will stay asleep long enough so that they don't push the Legos around and like push them under like the dressers or anything like that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so uh, Aaron McKenna, what what are your uh, plans after uh, after today? Um, like as far as Star Wars Day goes. Well, I, 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 like I said, I, I committed to my kids to not watch the last episode until my daughter got off work. So, <clears throat> um, for sure, I might watch all four of the la- like the last three, and then watch the fourth. Or I, I don't know if I'm going to watch just the fourth one, but that's the main plan um, to finish off Clone Wars um, and maybe even delve into um, the the uh, Mandalorian behind the scenes stuff. I haven't watched any of that yet, (laughs) but yeah, that looks amazing. Um, And just probably hang out with my kids. You know, I'm sure we'll just kind of reminisce about star Wars and, and talk about it. And just, you know, I don't know, maybe I I like to sometimes just like go to target or something and just like scrounge up whatever star Wars related junk food there is and (laughs) snack on it and watch stuff. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Like I, 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 I like, you know, it's fun to get out a little bit. Like my daughter went to work today with her Star Wars Levi's on. And I was like, yeah, I don't really have a reason to wear those today. It's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But oh, well. 
I will be celebrating by making more Ahsoka headpieces. As uh, we launched them a week or two ago at this point, and we've been very surprised by the response. So I have lots of future Ahsokas to help make. Um, so I'll be pretty much doing that most of the day, and I'll probably put on some of the movies or the show or music in the background to keep me company while I make more space noodles. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. So, again, thank you, McKenna, for um, being on the show. Uh, it really means a lot, and I thought that this was probably like one of those once-in-a-lifetime uh, opportunities that won't happen ever again. Uh, like a closing of uh, a great show with a character that you're really passionate about. Uh, and uh, yeah, I can't just thank you enough because uh, th this is just downright amazing. And uh, it was, oh, wow. Oh, I can't uh, see it. Uh, neck tattoo of uh, Ahsoka's uh, symbol that she has on her forehead. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah, dang, little... that is amazing. <laughs> it's my secret fulcrum symbol. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. All righty. So, uh, and again, thank you for all that are listening or watching, depending on uh, what medium you're uh, um, entertaining uh, or like what, whatever uh, means you're uh, receiving the Trench Run Report. Um, if you like what you've heard today, uh, please subscribe to our channel, uh, like us and follow us on Twitter. Uh, Facebook and Instagram where we uh, advertise for the show and uh, you can also follow us uh, individually uh, I am uh, at just at boots that one and uh, Aaron is at uh, bro Russo and uh, McKenna where would you we where would uh, people find you on the uh, social social media web I'm most active on Instagram at callmesnips, and then I am trying to learn the Twitter also at callmesnips, so every once in a while I'll pop up on there. Yeah. All right, so that closes the uh, uh, May the 4th uh, special episode, and uh, for all of those out there, um, again, thanks for listening, and have a great day, and uh, this time, uh, may the 4th be with you. Uh, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Adios. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million.